G'day and welcome to Green and Gold Rugby Podcast 190, another Rugby World Cup special uh, with uh, Matt Rowley hosting you here. Um, I've got the hardcore. I've got uh, Hugh Cavill, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I think I'm ready for the weekend now. I'll look, you know, finished my post-game analysis of uh, of England with another viewing of the replay last night. I actually, this time, uh, watched the YouTube clip, um, which has the English commentary, and that just put a whole new spin on it. That... Very sweet. That last 10 minutes is just outstanding viewing with the English commentary, I'll tell you what. How does it go? Because I haven't heard their last 10 minutes. Does it, does it go into despair or, or hope or what is it? Well, my favourite moment, I have to say, <coughs> is the um, you know, the scrums. They were kind of contesting the, you know, the scrum penalties that were going Australia's way. And, and um, you know, even the, I think it was the second last one where Foley kicked his, his penalty from 40 out to put us up um, by 16 points. Um, where they go, oh, you know, I think, you know, yeah, Australia was going forward, but I think uh, Slipper came in a little bit there and, you know, really questionable, another questionable penalty by Poit. And then the last scrum, which is the one that with, in our half where we just dicked them and, and, you know, one of those classic ones where we ended up as a full eight marching through them entirely. And um, there was just this kind of stunned silence at the end of that. And I think it was um, Ben Kale, one of them just said, well, you know, there's not much arguing there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that would kind of put the icing on the cake. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit more scrums in a minute. But, Reg, you're on as well, mate. Good to have you. How you doing? Yeah, yeah thanks, mate. Look, I, I just got been dragged. I'm watching the NRC tonight. And just a warning, I've made the mistake already. I was sitting down waiting for the 7.30 kickoff. Daylight saving times, Queenslanders, check your schedules, double-check your schedules. You don't want to be missing out on the Australia-Wales game on, on, on the weekend. So oh, we'll talk about that soon. But, God, I, you know... Luckily, it was just a SNLC game. And Hugh, mate, sounds of it. You've seen this uh, the Wallaby England game more times than I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark now. How many times have you seen it? <laughs> well, look, uh, yeah, I, think, I think we're getting to five, five yeah. or six now. I mean, I do skim a little bit. I, I, you know, there's a 15-minute stretch in the second half there, which I kind of, um, I kind of skip through because uh, that's not much fun. But um, is your yeah, recording well, I mean, like... Is your, is your recording like watching Basic Instinct? Is that that, that <laughs> yes. little was element for the scrums that it just gets a little it's getting blurry. quite flickering on the scrums? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I must admit, I've I've watched that game in depth for the first ten scrums, um, and then after that, and I think everyone's going, "Oh, but we want to see some analysis of the last, you know, four or five scrums," which I'm quite keen to get to as well. But I've just used up every minute I've got. Someone actually texted me and said, how do you get the time to do that analysis? And I said, by ignoring important things <laughs> in my life. <laughs> um, but I think we are all you, know. I'm sorry, are you saying Wallaby's scrum against England wasn't important in your life? <laughs> oh, come on, mate. <laughs> I know, I need, to get, I need to get some sense of perspective, don't I? Um, but anyway, look, um, exciting things tonight. Uh, look, you're probably listening to this podcast thinking, oh, yeah, team's been announced, whatever. Um there are, I always notice when we put the podcast up that there's always a few quick listens. So for those people who always do the quick listen tonight, you get an extra bonus because you, you will know just a little bit ahead of everybody else what the Wallaby team is, is going to be. 
Um, and so, uh, look, I'm just going to run through from the top. I don't think there's many surprises here, uh, but I think there's probably just one or two. And there's, I think there's probably one little gift that we've all been given here. Um, so the Wallaby team, uh, we think, which will be, is going to be playing uh, Wales on... Is it, is it, is it it's Sunday morning, 2.45 Sydney time, I think it is. Um, CO, Moore, Kepu, Mum, Douglas, Fardy, McMahon, Pocock, Genia, Foley, Mitchell, Gitto, Kuradrani, Ashley Cooper, and Falau. So um, just to go through those ones that I guess are the ones that are a little bit different, you've got Mum in there instead of uh, Simmons. Um, uh, we'll go through these in more, more detail in a second. McMahon instead of Hooper, obviously been, been copped his ban. Uh, and then we've got Mitchell in at 11 instead of uh, Rob Horn. Um, so... That's that. That's the team in reserves. Um, we believe we're talking about Slipper, Pilotta now, uh, Holmes, Simmons, McCalman, Phipps, and Tamua, and also uh, sorry, and Beal. Um, Hugh, as a team overall, that we can go through one by one those uh, those differences. Uh, how's it making you feel? Uh, yeah. Look, I think it's it's a great team, all things considered, to have um, to have Sean McMahon coming in for for Hooper. Uh, I think it's probably what we were all secretly hoping for. As much as we all love Ben McCalman, I think um, McMahon just is that little bit more exciting. He's got you know a bit more raw um, animal about him, and I think that's a very like for like with Hooper, which I think is the other factor that we were wanting to see. Um, <laughs> and Drew Mitchell coming in um, again, very very similar style of player to Rob Horn, I think. So um, he's a pretty good sub sub on the wing there. Um, good to see Israel Folau and Matt Gitto come through fit, which I think is the is a really important thing. Um, and Dean Mum in the second row, which I think is a bit interesting. But look, certainly no excuses are in a, in the team than there, and um, you know that team's good enough to get the job done on Saturday. Well, let's talk detail then. Um, Reg Mum in at second yeah. row is that a surprise for you? It's a big surprise, uh, particularly with Simo on the bench. Um, I, I haven't got a read of it yet, and what the thinking might be, the immediate concerns jumps to the line-out, I guess. Obviously, um, it seems the recent trend has been when, when Simo's on, the line-out's operating pretty well, but when he goes off, it goes a little astray. Um, but, uh, you know, Mum's been uh, doing the job for the Wallabies so far. was obviously captain versus Uruguay, but has, has performed well off the bench. This will be a big one for him starting and let's let's you know be truthful about this this is a still a very crucial game we've got over england that's great but um it's an important for us to uh to win this one too so curious about that one i'm not convinced i'd like to understand why that decision was made i think i've got a couple of reasons reg uh, that i just that's just occurred to me um we'll get to the wales team um talking about the wales team soon but they've they've ditched um uh, Dan Lidiot for, for Justin Tipperick, who is obviously less adept in the line-out, leaving them with probably, you know, three front-line jumpers, um, which is actually um, what the Wallabies have. And, and Sean yep. McMahon is actually a better jumper than Hooper. And we've been using Hooper a little bit, but certainly Sean McMahon's a little bit better in, in that regard than Hooper. So just wondering if Czech has seen uh, a little bit less need to have um, an emphasis on the line-out this week. And, and look, whether that's correct or not is another thing. But... Um, so, you know, we've got three and a half jumpers um, there, which kind of matches up with whale, with Wales. Mm. Okay. So, uh, and look, uh, 
in my head, I was just kind of thinking, well, I don't know, you know, we've seen even just in this tournament, like you, I think like you were hinting at there, Reg, is like, you know, when Simmons has gone off, we've had a big problem. Is this, you know, Czech's way of just kind of making sure we're all comfortable? We're um, covered, yeah. That's... Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, you, 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 you know, getting starting to get deep in a tournament, you wouldn't want to be in that situation, but... Um, we have seen a few creaks, and I don't know. Maybe he's just looking to maybe flesh that out. At the end of the day, Simmons is still on the bench, so if it all yeah. if it all went uh, Pete Tong, you could always get him on. Um, so uh, there you go. I, I you know, I, it's funny when I watch Simmons play. I every time he he, he, he makes a hit up, it, it's one of those things. It's it's I've got kind of like there's a perceived bias that starts because I never like him running with the ball. Um, and so then, you know, you start watching and you see him and I still feel he's a bit high. Um, I still, you know, it, it, it feels to me like he doesn't get over the game, but he's got better. I mean, I thought he ran probably better on the weekend than he has for a long time, but it still doesn't fill, fill me with huge confidence. I mean, Reg, am I, am I no, imagining it? You know, as you asked me the question on mum and I was trying to sort of process through my head mm. what the thinking might be, that was one, you know, and I know what you say, you know, Simo's his running's improved, but it's it's not, you know, it's it's not the effective uh, metre gainer that you'd like for locks. And as the modern day locks, and we see some of these guys playing for, you know, South Africa and, and, and the All Blacks and, and whatnot, they are big physical beasts and, and however good Simo is in the lineup, that's probably one aspect that he isn't. Um, he, you know, he rarely has the big hit and he doesn't do the, the charging run. So, yeah, perhaps that's part of it. And, and Mummy's got a, you know, he's a mobile player and, and um, a bit of physicality about it. So perhaps that's something there. Mm, okay. Well, look, um, it, that, that'll be uh, interesting to watch um, and see how uh, your Mummy gets on. But look, uh, the other replacement in the forwards, uh, and I think we were all secretly hoping for this, is uh, Sean McMahon. Hugh, you're, are you excited? Oh, yeah, very excited. And the first thing we've got to get established up front, guys, is what are we calling this new combination? As, mm. as I see it, there seems to be two competing names, the Macock mm-hmm. or the Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon, I like that. I also like Mancock. Oh, yeah. And, and what I say, I like my <laughs> Let's be clear about this. Can you say that again? <laughs> okay, look, you know, um, hey, well, this is an LGBT uh, podcast. <laughs> Very happy for you to come out on it. But that's fine. Um, but let's go with Pokemon, shall we? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's. I, I mean, he's a, he's a great player. I mean, he's he's been really carving up in those... In those um, you know, Mino games against America and then against uh, Uruguay. Um, I think we're all really looking forward to seeing what he can produce. Mm-hmm. He's really taken a step up. He got blooded on the end of year tour last year and looked, you know, while he was good in that Barbarians game, he was probably exposed a little bit by the pace and physicality of, of full test rugby. Um, but I think with another year under his belt um, and a bit more experience in the Wallaby setup, I, I can't, I haven't got any reason to believe that he won't um, be um, a standout player in this game. And, and I think I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can produce. It's it's um, he's yeah, just he's a player we all love. So I think everyone's going to be cheering for it. Well, can I just say, look, on my you know way to lunch today, um, walking out of the office, walking down the street there, I allowed my mind to drift, and I started to think about um, a back row that was made up of that was um, the book Pooper, and um, being you know McMahon, uh, Pocock, and Hooper. 
and uh, I can tell you, I almost walked into traffic. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a it's a mind it's a mind game or a mind experiment that's worth playing because I just think even if it was just for one game in our lives, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's probably against the laws of nature to have three guys like that in a back row, but oh, could you imagine it? I just, I I you know, my my eyes kind of kind of pop out. I just I just Reg, what do you reckon? Is it worth yeah, I, giving I, it a I, run I, one day? Haven't the Wallabies announced a test versus Japan next year? Maybe that's maybe that's the avenue for that one. But look, uh, reiterate Hugh's comments, McMahon. It's the right selection. Some people discussing whether McCalman comes to the scene and team and Pocock moves to seven. But we want you know consistency here, and Pocock's doing such an awesome job at eight. So to bring McMahon straight into seven for however long it means, uh, it is the right call. But how exciting. He's a fantastic player. He's obviously got the respect of his teammates. You hear some of the comments on what a machine he is and the aggression and the intensity he brings to training. So wait till we get that on the field. And, and uh, the interesting game, you know, Hooper plays that just uh, such a high-paced game. McMahon's got that, uh, perhaps obviously not the speed, but uh, the aggression. And I reckon the one-two punch with Pocock just a little bit closer to the ruck uh, could cause all sorts of havoc uh, for Wales. So that's that's a really exciting one. Yeah, I, I just think you know, I just imagine having three of those guys on the field. Well, or more importantly, I guess, probably having both um, Hooper and McMahon at the same time. Can you just imagine the problem that would cause to your, your defence? Um, it would be, you know, anyway, quite amazing. But there we go. So, McMahon, be good to see him out. I, I think, you know, I remember him having that fantastic game. I think it was against the Barbarians. Was it was last year. And then he yep. got a little bit swallowed up in the, in the, in the, in the test, but he's had another year to come on. Um, it'll be great to see him uh, get a run. Um, the other switch is um, Mitchell. Uh, at that uh, blindside winger um, in for Rob Horn. Uh, my understanding is that they're still, you know, it was a dislocated uh, shoulder. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. For, for, um, uh, for Horn, I believe. Um, and so they're still kind of waiting to see um, how that's going to work out. Um, and, uh, you know, because you, you can have good and bad ones of those. So I think they're trying to give him time to see. And you I can have a good dislocated shot. It actually makes you stronger. makes it better. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It gives it a couple, the other way. couple of metres of speed, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah more, exactly. more flexibility. Um, and so we'll see. I mean, there's plenty of wing cover. I mean, really. I mean, it's not. I don't, that's not one place we're going to get... I mean, who are you going to bring out from Australia or anywhere uh, Look, they, they should... And this is talking with my NRC hat on, Brisbane playing Canberra this weekend. They should get Lili Alfano over there as quickly as possible, <laughs> I reckon. Oh, yeah, take you to Vaya too while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we need more backup. Well, it's look, interesting... It's, yeah, it's go a on, weird you, spot to be in, Reg. And I, I don't... You know, this is a... Again, this is just a really uncharted waters for a Wallaby fan. But, I mean... <laughs> You know, we were looking for the bulk of this week like we might not have Israel Falau. And in, a while ago, that would have been cause for mass panic. And same with Gitto. You know, we're looking at getting two or three key components of our backline out. And yet you looked at the guys coming in, you actually thought, geez, actually, I think we might not lose anything here. You know, Beal comes in at the back and, you yeah. know, uh, and we've got uh, Tamu to come in at 12 if, if needs yeah. be. And, and you go, geez, this is, um, you know, in a, in a, you know and, and it could change in overnight, losing a few more players. But, um. We're sitting pretty good with uh, with our depth at the moment. It is interesting that it is Mitchell coming in, not Spate. You know, I, I think uh, you know we we waited so long for Spate's eligibility to come through that we we uh, you know he hasn't quite been able to grasp that spot that 
we had hoped. But I think this is fair enough. Mitchell had that yeah, a poor start to Uruguay, but finished the game really strongly and proved really difficult to tackle. I think that physicality will be important if he's up, up against Cuthbert and so on. But, hey, here's an interesting one with this team. We've got our full overseas legion in this team with Mum and Douglas, Guido and Mitchell all playing. So, you know, the four clauses that... Uh, that Chica got into the uh, Wallaby selection have all come to fruition in this test. You know, I mean, I was talking to... I got interviewed on a South African radio show the other day and, and we were talking about... Oh, here we go. Yeah. Profile growing, growing here. Yeah. Brian Telegraphs. <laughs> you know, old brand rally here. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. So while I was speaking on my uh, radio engagement, um, uh, yeah, we're talking about... You know what? You know. So, what's Checker ever done for the Wallabies? And uh, you know, I think that. Yeah, exactly. The, I think you know this. Uh, it's easy to overlook this. Is to say, oh, this thing happened in the background where um, suddenly you know we we're able to ha- bring these guys in. What a difference it's made. You know, you just you just said it then. Those four names, where basically uh, you know you're you know, knocking on a third of the team um, that we've brought in are guys with massive caps, massive experience bringing a lot to the team already. I mean, that's really a big part of why this team's looking in the shape it's in, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think Chica knew the type of player. Forget about form and, and to a lesser extent, ability. I think he knew uh, the type of player he wanted, what they brought to the training field, what they brought to the team environment as much as anything else. Obviously, ability is a big, uh, another aspect of that. And, and, and I was actually just thinking before... Um, with Horwell and, and, you know, we Queenslanders are still struggling to get over that. But, you know, discipline is not his greatest strength. And, and perhaps Chico in the back of his mind just had these games just as at England and Wales and, and knew how, what a factor goal kicking would be and, and some of those elements. And there's more to it. But, you know, Chico's known what team he's, he's wanted for six months. He's got it. And at this stage, uh, he's producing and they're producing. Mm. I'm, I'm not crowing yet. I mean, and I think to, to segue into into, you know, the match itself, I'm not. I'm a bit worried about this game. I think everyone's um, certainly the fans. I'm not sure about the team itself, but um, you know, Wales are, are real underdogs here, and I think that's exactly where they want to be. And everyone kind of goes, "Oh well, you know, they've had massive injuries." You look at that team, and they actually haven't. That's a really good Wales team. You know, you've got the same guys there that have been playing. That played for the Lions. That were the core of that Lions team that, that belted us a few years ago. Um, and, and they've been, you know, at the heart of a, a very successful team over the past sort of seven or eight years. Falatau, Warburton, you know, Dan Lydia, Tipperich, Alan Wynne Jones is there. Dan Big has been slotting them from everywhere. You've got Jamie Roberts, George North, um, and, you know, a few little cogs like Jamie Anscombe at the back. Um, Alex Cuthbert as well. The, the, I think everyone's kind of assumed that, you know, Wales are these sort of strugglers and they you know, just inched over England, they just inched over Fiji, and, and, and uh, look, I'm, I think we're going to be in for an absolute, you know, a, a real close game on Saturday, and I think everyone got so excited about England, rightfully so, it was a fantastic performance, but, um, you know, it means nothing if we don't win this game, because we go into the side of the draw that, you know, with South Africa and New Zealand, and, you know, we can pretty much kiss our World Cup chances goodbye if we lose this game, because there's no way we're getting up over those two teams two weeks in a row. I, I would suggest. So it's there's a lot riding on this game, and you know we picked the right team. But um, yeah, it's uh, I think everyone needs a little bit of a reality check after we get the feet back on the ground before before we look at this game because um, it's it's if we lose we're back to square one. 
Mm. Well, Brian Smith wrote, well, he wrote a very prescient article last week about what was going to happen with England, where he basically predicted that they had the wrong balance and they made the wrong gamble. And then he said this week, you know, he, you know, echoed your thoughts, Hugh. It's almost like, you know, he'd, he'd, he'd heard you speak. Um, you know, and he was just, you know, he was the same, the same thing. I certainly I, haven't done any um, radio interviews or anything, Matt. Tech. That's what you're getting you? at. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. The, the, the no phone's been pretty, engagements. Phone's been pretty cold on that front. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, he and, and but in this article, he said pretty much the same thing. Uh, you know, he was talking about Gatlin. He said, look, you know, he's a great tactician uh, and showed how that worked in the Lions, exactly as you said. He also feels that the Welsh team is far, uh, far fitter than the English team. And also, so, you know, we'll take it that 80 minutes. And look, we saw what they did. You know, it was a ravaged Welsh, Welsh team that just took that game against England and, and took it away from them in those last 10 minutes. Um, and then his other thing is, and they're in, they're in a, you know, they're in the winning mode. Um, you know, they've been winning recently and they won against England. So, yeah, he's tipping them to be a much, much stronger, uh, you know, opposition. And, you know... In those 10 wins recently, you know, a lot of them have been by just one point or whatever. You know, it's been very, very close. Um, Reg, do you, you see this one being a Yeah, tough yeah I think it will be tough. There's no doubt about it. These, As you point out, these Wales uh, Wallaby games always are and, and, and uh, are, you know, quality encounters. That England performance by Wales was just fantastic and it was built on the back of a lot of heart and guts and, and that's what they'll be doing they'll you know that's what we'll be pulling out here as, as well so it, it won't be all one way i've got uh, i don't think there's the, the class quite there the starting team's got a lot through it i think the bench the finishes as we call them now uh is is where australia can really sort of step up and uh and take this game but look i think warburton in particular has been a real uh uh, fantastic player for them this tournament. I had uh, I thought he'd sort of slipped form of recent years, but he's been wonderful this World Cup. So he'll, you know, you can sense him. Uh, real that back row is 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 a lot of quality there. So yeah, this will be a tough encounter. Won't get it all out way by any means. Right. And I mean the other bit that uh, Brian Smith was saying was, look, you know, you very rarely um, come out top dog in a scrum two weeks running so we might have had a good time last week don't expect it this week um so that could be interesting as well having said that i'm kind of looking i'm looking at the I, I think i might be misreading this this welsh team but i don't even recognize their front row yeah other than samson lee i'm the same yeah um so and, and they got pretty well dished up by the fiji in front row it's worth remembering and and on paper and again as brad smith's right i'm not uh, you know, one swallow doesn't make a summer in, mm. in terms of the Australian scrum. But um, on paper, we should actually be looking to take advantage of the scrum as a real opportunity yep. um, to, to be um, attacking. Because, I mean, if we can do it to England, then we can certainly do it to Wales. So um, that's, um, yeah, it, it's, it's on the table if, if we're good enough to take it. All right. Just the other interesting thing as the outcome of that England game, if you, and I guess, you know, it's relevant to the Welsh close uh, win over England. Have you seen a country implode as quickly as, you know, <laughs> off the field as England have? It's remarkable. Every day there's a new story. It's They were wearing their Beats by Dre headphones instead of Samsung, and now the players don't want to be a part of uh, the post-tournament uh, review, and Danny Cipriani and Mike Catt had a blow-up at training, and it's just astronomical. It's tough, isn't it? And you think, it, yeah, it, it's one of those scenarios where, okay, so they got knocked out of the pools, but, I mean, last hypothetically, they, they win one more game, they get through the quarters. If they get knocked down in the quarters, 
you avoid a lot of this, you know, or yeah, there'd be still be sort of angst and, and wringing of hands, but nothing quite like this, you know. And and in reality, they've lost probably one more game than they would have, and that 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 that, that did in 2011. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit like the batsman getting out on 98 as opposed to 102. Yeah. You know, for for whatever reason, that psychological thing of getting out of the pool is um is pretty huge. Um, and and they weren't that far away, really. I mean, it's just they just got drawn a really tough pool which didn't allow them to have the shocker that South Africa did, you know, uh, to mm. work into it or that even New Zealand have the luxury of doing. Yeah. So, I mean, one team was always going to end up like this after the pool of death, um, whether it was going to be us, the Welsh or the English, and it just just happens to be them. But it is quite amazing that that turnaround of perception, right? So coming into this World Cup, they were second favourite, right? And then suddenly, you know, every pundit's going, oh, they were never going to make it. Yeah, you know there were you know and structural and, problems from day one. Yeah, um, I thought, yeah, it's very very interesting and and it, the cold light of day. You look back on it, and you go, well, looking at who's got any caps here, um, you know, international cap wise, especially for their backline, um, and you know they still didn't know, and the fact that they still didn't know who that backline was going to be. I mean, yeah, so it, it's it's quite it's fascinating how that happens. I mean, the other bit is I think what happens there is when. Um, especially a favourite goes out like that, uh, a favourite at home, is that you've got a whole bunch of fucking journalists who are geared up... Looking for it. Yeah, who are geared up to write for another month or, you know, and um, what else they got? Mm. <laughs> you know, they've got to get paid. <laughs> they've, got, they've got to do something. They've got to write out something. So they're going to find something, right? And so whether it's the, the fact that you weren't allowed to wear the headphones you wanted, which is quite ridiculous, mm. um, that was a whole article on its own. Um, you know, uh, or, you know, that you can imagine, you know, and, and I think there are probably other, some ructions that came, come through, but, um, yeah, I, I guess they've got to find something to write about and they're going to, they're going to keep going for a couple of weeks yet. Um, so yeah, that's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Uh, anyway, um, any other, before we kind of move on, um, any other kind of reflections from Who, last week? Who's the ref? Who's the ref for this one? Hubert. Ah, Craig. Craig Hubert, yeah. Craig is... I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to compute. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I'm trying to compute, uh, you know, what that means there. That's probably... That, that, it's going to be a great game. He'll let it flow. He generally generally suits our kind of style, um, Zubas. Um, but um, I suppose you just got to pick how, how, he's, how he's blowing it because I do recall him blowing David Pocock out of a game the semi-final against the Kiwis, I dare say, might have been in, in 2011, um, where he, for whatever reason, just decided that uh, old Davey didn't didn't um, sort of scratch his, um, I don't know, I don't even know what that expression I was going for there. What are you trying to allude to? What are you trying to allude to? His Bangkok? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Um, okay. Yeah, so, uh, but I think we're smart enough to play him. Okay. Well, look... Um, Talking of the back row, uh, so what's your guys' take on this ban? Uh, so um, this is um, Hooper um, being, uh, I've completely forgot, he's, 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 I want to call him David Hooper right now. Michael. Michael. <laughs> so Michael. we just had a moment, I think it's it's very late at night here in, in Sydney for, for for those listening uh, yeah. in the following days, so we're, we're very tired and emotional. We are. Um, Michael Hooper. Matt's been doing interviews all day with, you know, when you do these foreign, <laughs> you know, crosses and things, going into studios and different, uh, all that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, different languages. Uh, yeah, so Michael Hooper, this this one match band. <laughs> is it, it's Mr. Senor Checa. Es muy bueno. 
Fair enough. Fair enough for bullshit. Um, my my one question is: there seems to be two versions. One is that um, it would need to have it would need to have been a red card offence for him to be cited. Has anyone got any clarification on this? I heard that too, and and was going to ask a question. I haven't got any clarification though. Have you got some conjecture though, Hugh? <laughs> oh, look. I mean, it's supposedly red card offence is what is what. Um, is what you need to be um, cited these days. But um, I think the fact that it wasn't called on the field as a yellow probably added to it too. Mm. I think that always seems to contribute. If he got a yellow at the time, I dare say dealt, you wouldn't see yeah. a sighting because, um, you know, it, it was it was done in front, in plain view of, uh, you know, a ref, a touch judge and the TMO and they didn't decide it was a red card offence. So, mm. I mean, I think I find it very hard to take that, um, you know, if it was something off the ball or, you know, if it, was, if it was like Hooper's last incident in Argentina where no one saw it till after the game, well, you go, okay, well, I can kind of buy that. But uh, it seems to me to be a bit weird considering that um, all three match officials there saw it and made a call in real time and that that call wasn't trusted. Um, and, you know, they've got the option of issuing an off-field yellow card as they did to Sam Burgess. So, um, look, I, I think in the end, a week is probably... You know, probably a fair result. It was a silly thing to do, flying in with a shoulder like that um, at at, um, at uh, Mike Brown's head there. So look, you know, all things considered, you probably take it with the Sanzar judiciary. Once um, with the IRB judiciary, once you step foot in there, a part of me was was sort of worried that he'd come out and get six weeks or something. Mm. You know, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In I some way, take that. in some ways, we should probably be happy. It was crazy when I looked at. It, I thought, I don't know how you get away with that for less than yeah. a yellow. In, when it was in real time, um, or when, when, it, when it was in the game, anyway. Um, but speaking of bans, um, one of the Tuolangis tw- uh, for Samoa uh, got done for five weeks. Well, Sandra, the winger, yeah. yeah. For knee lifting, I guess. I don't know what the actual charge was, but there's a definite knee lift there. Um, it's, a, it's a tough call, and you have to consider... It, five weeks seemed extreme, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess you have to consider his history, and I know he's had a bit of a checkered pass, but uh, it still seems pretty damn extreme. Well, especially when he's the ball carrier, and it's it's a dynamic situation. Yeah, it's not like like the guy's head sticking out of a ruck, and he's come in and need him. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think you could argue that I've got no idea what it's what it's going to hit. I'm just trying to bust through a tackle. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> that that stuff's been they've been trying to crack down on that for years. Um, it's yeah. Look, uh, it's not a good look. I, 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 five five weeks is, is harsh when you when you in isolation compared to the other things, especially um, what was the English bloke that got done kicking someone's head? You know that that sort of thing. But um, well, he got a warning, which he got a warning to nothing. But I mean, Tui Lange did lift his knee higher than than um, you know what how he was running. He deliberately did it. He's got a track record. Um, five weeks is harsh, I, gr- I grant you. And it always seems to befall the minnow nations, these these, these things. you know. You, um, but, um, yeah, it, it leaves a bit of a sour taste. Mm. Okay. Um, and, uh, look, there was one other thing I was going to mention. That's right, talking about minnow nations. Jamie Cudmore, who is, uh, plays for Canada, um, came out on Twitter, I think just today, and said... Um, he was in response to somebody else, and he said, oh, it's all well and good for you, but some of us have got to pay for our own ticket home. And um, he's basically saying that, you know, I think that, that at least in at least Canada, they're actually paying their own way there and back. Um, I think that was a bit of a shock to you, Reg, wasn't it? Oh, man, it blows my mind. I mean, that's part of the tournament costs. Mm. You know, 
they, I would have thought the organisers, whether it's uh, RFU or the World Rugby, covers the costs of flying people to the event. You would have thought so, eh? Uh, it, it just begars belief, to be honest. I can't understand it. Mm, mm. Uh, anyway, so that's one maybe dig. I, I saw a couple of people question him on it and go, for real? And he's like, yep, for real. So I don't know. I don't know if that's what because Canada have pocketed the money and done something else. Yeah, or yeah. Who knows? Um, so that's an interesting one. But, um, yeah, that... Uh, doesn't sound like it w- would really be kosher if, if that was the case. So anyway, guys, look, let's, um, you know, uh, McCox on the block. Um, what what are we thinking for, uh, for, for, the, for this weekend? Hugh, I know you're saying that it's going to be tougher than a lot of people believe, but if you um, had to put your house on it? Oh, look, if I had to put my house on it, I'm backing the Wallabies, obviously. I mean, I, I think we're the better team. We've, we've got a better side. We're in better form. Um, but I just think it's um, attitude is everything with this, and this is the this is the test to see if Checker can keep our heads screwed on properly this week. And, and if he has done that, we mm. could win quite comfortably. Um, but if they've started reading their own press, and you know, as has happened in the past, they start to switch off or little things start to you know, we we don't have that attention to detail that we did in the England game. Then this could be you know a really close game. Um, with only a few points in either way. So, look, if I had to tip, I'll I'll take uh, the Wallabies by seven. Yeah. Okay. Reg? Uh, if I had to put Hugh's house in it, uh, I'd put the Wallabies by plenty. Oh, I, I get what Hugh's saying, but I, I don't think the preparation would have changed. They've been planning for this game for just as long as they've been planning for the England game, and I don't think the result of England would have changed anything. They would have their game plan for this, whether it's dramatically different or not. Yeah, a couple of player changes, uh, but uh, what we've seen and what we talked about last week is the whole whole of squad approach that, that Cheek is using. Um, the bench in particular, I think, you know, that the last 20 minutes, I think we'll run away with it. I, I think the, the Wallabies will, will do this relatively comfortably. That might be by a couple of tries. Oh, okay, good. Well, yeah, I'll probably go somewhere in between you guys there. I think it's probably around 7 to 10 points that I would hope we would do this by. Um, you know, like you say, unless there's unless we slip on our own banana skin. But I'm, I'm kind of hoping, you know, with that Fiji performance um, in the first half at least and then now the England performance, I'm really hoping we're starting to see a little bit, bit of consistency. Um, I don't think, like you're saying, any of us would be surprised if we didn't. Um, even whether it's a checker team, whether it's a Wallaby team, with you know, with when I say checker, with the Waratahs, you know, they'd always have one or two good games and a shocker. Uh, I just hope we're not going to see it. But anyway, I think we should. I, I think we should get through this one. And and then, wow, how good's that? Then we've got this lovely run in. Um, and um, wow, that just makes things so much better if we can do that. So anyway, that's three out of three of us saying that we should do this one. Um, Two forty-five a.m. I think it is Sunday morning. Um, Sydney time, so that's one forty-five for you. I want to say, Reg. No, I, do. I, I just don't think I'll go to sleep that night. I, you know, just to make sure. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's one forty-five from a Brizzo time, Queensland yeah, time. I think you guys would punch through. Uh, Hugh, what's 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 your strategy going to be? Well, I've got a wedding on um, that night, and a lot of them are rugby fans, including the groom. So he's going to face a really interesting decision um, later on in the night. <laughs> um, but um, well, you guys, yeah, all, you guys so... could just sit around the bed. You know, they, they can get on with it. Um, that's, that's, that's exactly fine. right. You're all, you're all friends. <laughs> I'm sh- yeah, exactly. That's, well, one or two I'll, of you probably... Have you, have you known each other for a long time as a group of people? Like, you know... <laughs> well, wanna, you know. yeah, I, I think so. Look, if, I think if we turn the turn the volume up a little bit, just, you know, <laughs> I think that that should cover all our, cover all our bases and, and, you know, tap him on the shoulder if there's a trial or something so right. he can watch the replay. 
Um, I thought you were going to say tap him on the shoulder to replace him. <laughs> you know, well, well that's what a good it? friend would do. You know, because if you, if you, it's not, it's not the rugby league World Cup, guys. Come on. Yeah, well, they don't call me finish a finisher for nothing. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, look, so I think I think it's going to be two forty-five is a hard time though. It is it's a tough very, one. you know, it's a, if you, if you want to punch through, it's very dangerous because that's a shock. You know, you, you're really flagging by the time, and, and then if those championship minutes get close, and it's all of a sudden we're talking. You know, four, five in the morning. Jeez, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to be. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go and then get up. But jeez, I, I'm not even sure the alarm will wake me up at that. Well, point the luxury of Foxy like you, which I don't have to be honest, but I'm. I think you guys seem to. Mm. But um, yeah. that changes things. I mean, it's nice to watch it at the time, but um, it, it does give you a bit, a bit more leeway. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. You're talking about cheating. All right. Um, okay, so that, anyway, that's the World Cup. Everyone must be. Oh, I, th- I think you can tell we're excited. I'm sure you are as well. Um, let, let's. There's another competition that's going on. It's cranking out some great rugby. The NRC, Reg, where are we? What's happening? Oh, mate, look, I touched it last uh, Tuesday night or whatever. Uh, game tonight. Melbourne Rising got up over the the New South Wales Country Eagles, which took me a little bit by surprise. Oh, I think I actually tipped the Rising, but they were down to 13 men at one stage with the yellow cards. I don't know how the Cowboy, the Eagles couldn't get away with that. But like I say, the big one is on Saturday um, afternoon. All the remaining games are on Saturday afternoon, in fact. But uh, Canberra Vikings playing Brisbane City, two undefeated teams of both named pretty much their full strength teams. Uh, some great battles across the park there. Uh, um, you know, uh, Frisbee versus Joe Powell, who's been great for him. Itavia is up against Higginbotham's actually injured, so uh, Adam Korzik, the, the red debutant from earlier this uh, year, will be number eight. Liam Gill, Jared Butler, um, you know, Caden Neville, Blake Annabelle. It, it's, it's a quality game, so that's a big one. North Harbour Rays versus Queensland Country doesn't really mean anything. Rams versus Spirit. Spirit might be in with a, 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 an outside chance, but the, the big one is Vikings-Brisbane, which is 2 o'clock you know, Canberra time on... Um, on Saturday afternoon. Good one. All right, so there's plenty of rugby around because it's starting to thin out a bit. Um, there are a few um, interesting matches. I said that's it for the um, rugby world. Yeah, Cup, it's but actually worth touching them on. Yeah. yeah, there's a few interesting matches just to finish off on this weekend, aren't there? Well, I think we need to sort of keep one eye on what might happen in the quarterfinals. So we'll obviously play Pool B. Whoever tops our pool plays second place in Pool B. And there's a bit to happen this weekend with that one. Um, South Africa pretty much assured of their uh, quarter-final berth, but uh, Scotland and Japan are still fighting it out for second spot, and Samoa will take on Scotland on uh, sort of Saturday night, late Saturday night. It's a match before the Wallabies game, and you can expect a pretty fired-up Samoa there, um, who are pretty disappointed about Tuolungi's uh, suspension. So that'll be an interesting one. And if they do get up, it opens things up for Japan to possibly qualify, and Japan play the USA on Monday morning. Um, so, uh, yeah, really interesting couple of games there to see what uh, what unfolds. And then of earlier Monday morning, France play Ireland, which is which is down in Pool D, but pretty much determines who will finish uh, first and second in that pool as well. Look, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but... Um it, you know, if we had to choose between Samoa and Japan, I kind of feel like I'd rather see the guys run out against the Cherry Blossoms. Scotland and Japan, you mean? It'll be Scotland, Japan. Oh, yeah, Scotland, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I think you'd, you'd want Japan. It'd be a, a, they've done so well, and, and uh, but that'll be a, a step too far, you'd think. Mm. I'd be amazed if Samoa beat Scotland. Though. They've been woeful this week. They have been terrible. A real disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, there is another game on, I think on Monday, uh, or was it, well, I think it's Sunday morning, our time, which is France Island? Yeah, yep, just mentioned that, absolutely. So that's yeah. a, a big one for Pool D as well. Yeah, now, now don't they come in, because assuming then we get through, let's say it's Scotland, don't the, one of those two guys probably come into play for us at semi-final time? So basically, loser of that game plays the All Blacks, winner of that game plays the Argies in the quarters. Okay. Um, and and then so out of those two, we probably play. I think the All Blacks will be cheering like mad for France in that game because mm. uh, the idea of having the French in the quarters again oh. will be bringing back memories of 07. Mm. And uh, isn't, yeah, so that'll be fun for everyone. So, I mean, but, I actually think that's one of the mo- more interesting results that we've had so far. Then, you know, A, who gets to play the All Blacks, and B, who we probably then, well, uh, yeah the RGs or them that we end up playing in the semis. And to be honest, the RGs are flying under the radar. They are yeah. sneaky good at this World Cup, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them lining up in the semifinals. Mm. Yeah, mate, I, I, I tipped them a while ago. I, I think they're the real dark horses for this entire tournament. Well, we saw them in that in the rugby championship. The thing they've developed is some lovely hands and handling in the back line. I mean, you know, they've got the pack, as we know. Um, we knew they could always kick. Um, the problem was they were always just kind of pretty led in, in through the through the centre field, but not not so, not anymore. They've really developed an all round game, haven't they? Mm. Um, so anyway, yeah, that'll be fascinating to see. All right, guys, um, I think we've probably wanged on enough. Um, if we finish off now, uh, you early listeners probably have like. You, maybe you'll get 10 minutes of early team. <laughs> um, so anyway, thanks for joining, everybody. Can I, can I also finish mm. quickly before we go, and I'll leave with this because it's just occurred to me, a very real possibility that the semifinals will be Australia versus Argentina and New Zealand versus South Africa. Mm. And won't the Northern <laughs> Hemisphere love that? <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. Let's hope that this uh, World Cup throws up something that maybe makes it a little bit, little bit more interesting that doesn't involve us. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, that that yeah, the, the world would be back on its axis then, wouldn't it? Um, good one. All right, guys. Good. To, thanks for jumping on tonight. Thanks everybody for downloading, and um, we'll speak to you next week. Mm-hmm.